everybody. Welcome to the Ombra Gaming Podcast, episode 5, and happy Halloween. We're recording this on October 24th, but it's being released on Halloween Tuesday, so I hope all of you out there are ready for a fun episode and hopefully a fun night. Also, there are two holidays that need to be celebrated. Matt, happy Destiny 2 day. Oh, thank you. I'm excited. Welcome, Guardian. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> Guardian, and welcome, listeners. I'm Manny Perez, and as always, I'm here with Steve and Matt. How is everyone doing? I'm great. Today's a wonderful Tuesday, and Halloween is one of my favorite holidays, so I am excited for next week. Yep. Are you dressing up? I am, but I can't tell you my costumes, because one of them will be at our office party. Hey, okay. No spoilers. Exactly. No spoilers. Steve, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Also pretty excited about uh, this recording here. I'm a big fan of the horror genre and Halloween in general. Um, so I'm looking forward to this weekend. Got a little Halloween party going too. Nice. I'm still not 100% sure of my costume. I got to tell you, I haven't. Uh, I, I might just go with one I did a couple of years ago. But if uh, which what do you well what are you like, go again? With? Um, I don't know if I want to want to spoil that. So he's going as Spider Man. I'm gonna go. I'm That's actually bad. gonna go as Man Spider. So let's not. <laughs> That's yeah. Which are two very different superheroes. Very different mm-hmm. characters. So let's not confuse the two. I also have a uh, Halloween party this weekend. I have no idea what I'm going as, but one of the things I can do well, I can grow a mustache really fast. So I might be like an '80s tennis player, maybe or. I don't know. Anything that involves having a mustache because that's that's something I can do quickly. Did a lot of 80s tennis players have mustaches? I guess. I don't know. I always associate mustaches with the 80s. And I love how you're just like, any anything with a mustache I could be because that's something I could do quickly. I don't know if that's like something you want to brag about. Like I could be a mustache guy at the drop of a hat. I, I could. <laughs> can you guys be mustache guys at the drop of a hat? Didn't think so, except Matt, probably you could be a mustache guy at the drop yeah, of a hat. Yeah, I was, I was about to say that. Yeah. That's but fair. you said it. I said it. You could always fall back on um, Bruce Wayne at a party who, when he forgets to take off his Batman mask. That three years, and <laughs> those are three strong costumes. You could also fall back to, you could be Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Again, I, we're all bad at Mr. Rogers impressions, <laughs> as we discovered in the last episode, which you should listen to, but not right now, because you're here listening to this. So this episode is our Halloween special, so we'll be starting it off with... A very special Halloween edition of Get to Know a Gamer, led by Matt Patton, your host. We're also going to be talking about our favorite scary movies, not necessarily games. And then we'll be wrapping it up with our scariest moments in gaming and our favorite scary games. I'm excited for it. I'm also very excited. And I feel like, generally speaking, gaming culture, and especially on Twitch, people are really into like the Halloween theme. So I'm excited to get into it. Before we do, though, quick mention, guys, the holidays are around the corner. And that means you got to buy your friends some shit. Some shit that they're going to like. Your loved ones, your friends, anybody who games. So where do you go? You go to InsertCoin Clothing. Go to InsertCoinClothing.com. They have some awesome, awesome gamer gear. They've been cool enough to give us and our listeners a discount code. That code is 17OMBRA15. So 17OMBRA15 for 15% off one order. You can only use it once. Once per customer is what I meant to say. You can only use it once per customer. And uh, it's not valid on bundled items or items that are already on sale. But Manny, what if I want to buy a Bloodborne-themed sweatshirt? Well, I'll tell you what. They got it. They actually (gasps) just released a Bloodborne line. It's awesome. It's also selling out very quickly. So I would encourage you to move very fast. 
buy some of their Bloodborne shit. How long do I have to use this awesome code, Manny? Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> I can tell you more. You can use this code through the end of November. Wow, that's so much time. Yeah, and it's right before Christmas. So for those who celebrate it, if you want to get your gaming friends some cool shit, go ahead and hit up insertcoinclothing.com. Also, if you don't like being trampled on Black Friday, insertcoinclothing.com. No trampling. Yeah, no trampling because it's a website. Uh, huge thank you to the guys at Insert Coin, uh, especially Dan, you're rad. So let's get started. Matt, take it away with Get to Know a Gamer. Alrighty, welcome to Get to Know a Gamer, also known as G2CAG. I'm your host, Matt Pat, and welcome to the game show in which I ask in-depth questions to our panel of contestants so that our studio audience and at-home viewers get to learn about the complex and diverse backgrounds of the voices they listen to every week. This is the Halloween edition, so be prepared to get spoopy. Let's get to know a gamer. Manny, this first question is for you. Of the following horror villains, which would you prefer to be? Freddy, Jason, or the Babadook? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Freddy and Jason, both very classic. Both very strong, I assume. They killed a lot of people. I feel like you need to be strong. Um, I will say, I think I would go with the Babadook because he's mysterious. You really don't know how he works. You know what I mean? Whereas Freddy and Jason, they just walk around stabbing people. Uh, well, I guess Freddy a little bit different. He haunts your nightmares. But um, yeah, Babadook, final answer. Yeah, are you locking that in? I'll go ahead and lock it in. Okay, that's correct. Good job. Thank you. Steve, second question is for you. Are ghosts real? Oh, man. I'm going to have to go with a, a yes on this one. Personal experience here. Back in college, roommate Smitty, he was definitely haunted. Because Smitty had the brilliant idea to do a... Um, a Ouija board and curse out this uh, this this spirit, this presence. So naturally, Smitty was harassed all year by the ghostly presence. Every it was actually pretty nice. To everyone what? else, but uh, no, yeah, for real. There was one time where he was um he was in my other roommate's room, and he was like, "Oh man, like my back is like really burning up. Like what's happening?" And he's like, "Man, you got like a big scratch mark down your back." <gasps> and then literally minutes later, he's like, "Oh god, I'm feeling it again." He's like, "Another one's there." Like all of a sudden, he was just getting scratched on his back. It was pretty That's wild. That's what happens when you That's try to kick a ghost out of his own terrifying. house. When you curse out demons, you're gonna yeah. get sued. And I don't even know if it's a demon. I could be speaking. They're better at the cursing spirit. than we are. Well, it was it was it was funny. It was really only him that got messed with. So. At the end of the day, it was entertaining for us, but I do believe that they're there. They're just hanging out. We just can't see them. That's acceptable. You get five candy corn pieces for that answer. Manny, this question's for you. Alien or Predator? I'm going to have to go with Predator. I'm mm. going to have to go with Predator. I like that series better. Arnold Schwarzenegger? I mean, that's that's sort of him in, the, in his prime. I'll think of it this way. If I wanted to be in either of those movies, I feel like, A, I would have a better shot in Predator. And B, I'd probably have more fun. So Predator, final answer, lock it in. That gives you one uh, witch's brew. Hey! Uh, <laughs> Steve, fourth question. What was your favorite childhood Halloween costume? I'm going to have to go with Macho Man Randy Savage. Good one. When I was, I think I was five years old, maybe four. And it was... In the days of the very poor plastic face masks that were yeah. terrifying <laughs> because they they just looked like a, a soulless child walking down the street is really what it translated to. But 
I had uh, the Macho Man outfit, and that was pretty. Was it cool. inflatable or was it padded? No, nah, it was just like it was just clothes. It wasn't like padded or anything like that. But it had the, the the tassels hanging down, you know. So I got to like twirl around and be like, "Look at me, I'm the Macho Man, dig it." You get a package of Whoppers for that answer, and boom, ding, 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 ding. That sound triggers our bonus round. We are tied up at twelve pumpkins apiece. Oh, man. Today's bonus round is a little game I like to call Candy Caper. Our two contestants are going head-to-head, attempting to answer questions faster than their opponent to compete for candy pieces. Whoever's left with more candy at the end of the game is tonight's Candy Caper and will go home with the title of Jack-O-Lantern Jester. All right, let's get started. Larry, can I have 30 seconds on the clock? The 30 seconds will start after I read the first question. Question one. Jack Skellington is the protagonist of what movie? Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Steve. Question two. Pan's Labyrinth was directed by whom? Guillermo del Toro. Toro. Manny. Question three. In Coraline, the main villain turns into what creature turns the end of the movie? A ghost. Wrong. A dog ghost. Wrong. Steve, do you have a counter? A human? I don't know. I didn't see that one. Wrong. Question four. Sleepy Hollow is a town in what state? Uh, New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know. Wrong. Pennsylvania. Steve, do you have a can- Wrong. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Question five. The best Halloween movie of all time is- Halloween. Uh, 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 the the one where uh, the Johnny Depp is a barber. Wrong and wrong. Question six. <laughs> My favorite Halloween candy is what? Candy Snickers. Corn. Wrong. Wrong. And that is the end of our candy caper round. I think we tied it up. I, I think, we think you <laughs> did tie it up. I will correct you on the other questions. Coraline, <laughs> she turns into a spider. Uh, Sleepy Hollow is a town in New York. Uh, okay. I was closest, though. You New were Jersey. close. The best Halloween movie of all time is, of course, Hocus Pocus. And my favorite Halloween candy is, of course, Smarties. Oh, that's, that's a fair. good candy, man. It's a good candy. All right. The... Bonus question is, and this is to win the game. Is this a speed question as well? It, the, yes, it okay. is. Candy corn is what three colors? Red, yellow, uh, red, uh, orange, <laughs> and yellow. <laughs> White, yellow, and White, orange. White, orange, and yellow. <laughs> that it. was Steve. Steve oh. correctly answered. Red is not a color in candy corn. Uh, Steve, congratulations. You are this year's jack-o'-lantern jester. Hey, congrats, man. That was Get to Know a Gamer. Have a great Halloween. Good night. Thank you, Matt Patton. What a wonderful episode. I hope maybe next time Matt Patton will interview you, Matt. That would be cool. Well, you know, it's interesting. I've never seen them in the same room before. Mysteries to be solved. Let's keep it going. So again, happy Halloween, everybody. I hope everyone is like, I don't know, putting their costumes together or uh, maybe planning their roots, trying to figure out where the best candy is. We're here recording for you because it's actually last week where we are. So <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's talk about scary movies. Um, I know it's like a little bit different than what we usually talk about. You know, in most of our episodes, we start the show with sort of news or, or recent developments, uh, but we just kind of want to have fun with this one. So what are your favorite movies? Who wants to go first? Matt. My current and potentially of all, all time favorite scary movie is the new it that just came out i think that movie is so good i haven't seen it yet sell me on it you should hands down see it um Skarsgard, who plays pennywise is exceptional and he is totally terrifying and from the first scene which pretty sure has been like on youtube and stuff but 
you should see it in the theaters for the first time so i won't really go into it from that first scene on like the movie is just terrifying and it's a mix of tension and which for me i think is like the best part of scary movies is it's the tension yeah it's not necessarily the like jump scares or the gore or the any of that it's the tension and it's just present the entire movie and it's actually you know quite deep as like most stephen king things are and there's a lot about like what childhood means and what adulthood means and like how adults are equally as horrible as like this terrible clown that is like yeah eating people and scaring the shit out of people now have um, you seen the original it no i've wa- i went back and watched a lot of like the scenes from the miniseries and stuff like that it's yeah. way i mean it's not way different but it's just it you can tell it was not made with a high like graphics budget and it was definitely made it you know decades ago i hands down recommend it it's so good i do a pretty good impression of pennywise too will you do one for us it won't land because i haven't seen it well then what's the point of doing it i'll go ahead and take the next one if that's cool steve because my favorite horror movie is the original it oh yeah so so actually i never really came to like it until i was until like much later in my adulthood but i remember clear as day uh i was growing up and uh, how, how old was I? I must have been eight, maybe, maybe nine. And I was hanging out um, at my parents' house, at my parents' house, at my house, the house I grew up in. And I was planning to go to a sleepover at a friend's house. Um, so I was going to see my buddy Robert. He's like my best childhood friend. And before I left, it was on the TV and I didn't really know anything about it. And so I just kind of like sat down for like maybe an hour and a half before I had, before I, before my mom was going to drive me to my friend's house. And. I forget what scene. I think it was the shower scene. Steve, have you seen the original It? I have not, actually. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm really missing out. Yeah, it's so terrifying. I think, like, looking back, it's definitely not as scary as as an eight- or nine-year-old might interpret it. But there is a scene... Man, what scene is... There's a scene where I think... I want to say a balloon comes out of the sink. It, like, comes out of the drain, maybe? And it was really, really terrifying. And so then, then I went, and I left, and I, and I went on this sleepover, and I couldn't sleep. I was at my friend's house, and in the middle of the night, I'm staring at the ceiling, and I'm really, really terrified because all I can think about is that movie. And I remember looking at, like, a shadow on the wall that I think his, um, like his bureau was casting or something. So he's sleeping in his bed. I'm sleeping on a, a sleeping bag on the floor. And I see this shadow that's being cast on his wall, and I swear it looked like a clown. It was really, really terrifying. Got up, walked over to his parents' room, walked right in, just busted into this room with two sleeping adults, and I shook his mom awake, and I said, I don't feel good. Take me home. And and so at about 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning, she got out of bed and taken me home. I'd like to apologize to her. Mrs. Gibbs, I'm so sorry. Shout out to Mrs. Gibbs. If a little snobby little kid woke me up and said, take me home at 1 in the morning, I would say, go to sleep and get out of my room. But I've seen it since, and it's a really, really good movie. I think it like really captures the essence of what horror was back then. I think now it's a little bit different. I think if you look at movies like Get Out, for example, and even It, like from, from what you were saying, Matt, you know what I mean? Like it plays with the themes of adulthood versus childhood and innocence and, and all that. And so like I think they're a little bit more complex than maybe they were in the past. Um, and I'm sure some would disagree with that and that's fine. But I think that the theme of what is scary has definitely changed. And so, you know, it's not scary in the same way I'm sure it 
is scary the new it it's definitely not scary in the same way that like get out is scary right but it's scary in a really really pure way and that is awesome it's really really good plus like the acting is great and the tension like you said is is really really wonderful so it's also you have like an experience and a story with it and yeah being afraid as a kid is way different i think being afraid as an adult for sure for sure yeah it like until only recently i was like i hate horror movies and it was always because Mm. of that experience you know what i mean like maybe in the last five or six years i came around to enjoying horror but until then i always hated it because of that experience i had with it so yeah i mean having that like really visceral fear as a child was really really impactful that's my favorite horror movie but maybe that'll change after i see the new it you should see it i will go check it out maybe maybe we can see it and facetime each other while we watch it maybe we can do that (laughs) actually my little sister saw it she's 16 and she said it was really really scary but she said everybody in the theater clapped at the end um, and that sounds rad. So I'm I gotta tell you, I, I still never understood that. Like, who are you clapping for? They're, they're not there. I think you're clapping for each other, Steve. You know? <laughs> it's the experience, man. Yeah. They I clapped like... at the end of my movie too. I think I've been in one movie or maybe two movies that people clap at the end. And now by comparison, whenever I'm in a movie that ends and nobody claps, I'm just not impressed by the movie. I'm like, what is this amateur hour? <laughs> So, Steve, what's your favorite horror movie? All right. So are we just doing one or are we going to do a couple? Because I have a couple here. We're going to do one and none of them can be Metal Gear Solid (laughs) Five. That's so good. Yep. Like I was saying at the beginning, I'm a really big fan of the horror genre, so it's really tough for me to narrow down. I think I have a good list here of the the few that I like to start off. We'll go with um, number three on the list. The original Scream. I think that is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen because it has the good jump scares that you wouldn't expect and the first scene is an amazing twist where they're straight they straight up kill the advertised main character of the movie in the first scene which yeah. was definitely kind of turning the whole horror genre on its head for a little bit but the commentary throughout the movie where you have the char- you know Jamie Kennedy's character Randy just pointing out all the classic victims to the killers how everything would go in a horror movie and it just plays it to the T um, so it has that little comedic play on it while still giving you those tense moments with the jump scares. And then it kind of brought Nev Campbell out to the forefront. Sydney, great horror survivor. She's right up there, you know, with Laurie Strode, in my mind, of uh, some of the, the best uh, horror heroines out there. Next, I'm going to go with a little mesh of the Evil Dead series. Oh, my God. So the original yeah. Evil Dead 1 and 2. I absolutely I love Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi. They the way that they played the horror tropes perfectly while adding good comedic scenes with the absolutely exaggerated gore. Yeah. Um, one of the coolest things about Evil Dead 2 is that of all the blood that they spew out in that movie, none of it is ever just a pure um, like crimson red. It all is just different shades, different types of colors. Yeah. Bruce Campbell's Ash is an iconic horror character now. You're making me question my decision because Evil Dead was incredible even as a kid. And just like the Book of the Dead is still one of the creepiest texts you've ever seen when it's wrapped up in barbed wire covered and says do not open me and still you got that one idiot who's like I should probably open this and read what's inside. And of course all hell breaks loose but it had great little jump scares where you never really see the like the presence it just inhabits other people around so and especially back in the 80s the makeup was hilarious so even when it's supposed to be terrifying you can't help but kind of chuckle at it but then the evil dead remake that happened a few years ago 
I thought that was one of those rare instances where a remake actually reinvented the series because it kind of shied away from a lot of the comedy. It still had a couple of the comedic aspects of the original. Yeah. Uh, but obviously with the up-to-date graphics, the gore was more realistic. It was still exaggerated. Certain things that happened in that movie were just like some of the most outrageous things I've ever seen in a horror movie. But it kind of turns on its head where there are characters similar to Ash, but it's not like one character where you'd point out and be like, oh, that's the Ash of this remake. Uh, so I thought it was a really cool ra- way to bring the series back to the, you know, almost the next generation. Um, so I, I had heard they're going to try to make, basically remake the trilogy with this new reboot, but I really yeah. haven't heard anything new since that. So kind of a wait and see. And there's so many good one-liners from that movie. Um, no, Bruce Campbell, man. He, he is one of the funniest actors. Yeah. I, I, it's a bummer. I don't have, um, I think it's Stars, because it's Ash vs. the Evil Dead, yep. and I've heard that show is absolutely amazing. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to find that in the old interwebs. So my last one, this is actually what I'd consider probably my favorite horror movie, is um, High Tension. I'm not sure if either of you have heard of that. I'm not that familiar. So High Tension is actually a French movie. It's got English subtitles. I think I watched this back when I was like 13. So I'm pretty sure it came out around 2003. You were a very artsy 13-year-old. No, I was. I like horror movies. And <laughs> my, my sister and uh, my cousin also are big fans of horror movies. So we'd all kind of just tell each other different ones we've seen and yeah. to check it out. And so they, um, my cousin had actually recommended this to me. And I checked it out. And I was absolutely blown away. Basically, the plot is two female characters they're lovers and one of them is bringing <clears throat> what is who is perceived to be the main character she's the one who is going to meet her girlfriend's family for the first time and so they're staying at this house with the family and all of a sudden this unknown male starts terrorizing them of course eventually kills the family and you only see the movie through the perspective of that main character, the girl who's meeting the family. Okay. Do you guys plan to watch this? Because I won't spoil the twist if you plan yeah, to watch don't, it. don't, because it, it does sound really intriguing. Yeah, I actually kind of want to watch it after you teasing it. It is one of the best movie twists I've ever seen in my entire life. It My jaw was on the floor, and the name, like, Matt, you're talking about how you love tension. The name of this being high tension sums that up perfectly. You are tense throughout the entire movie because you're waiting for Sounds just really what, what is gonna what is this guy gonna do next? Where are we going with this? Who is this guy? And that's one of the coolest things. You never really see who this guy is the whole time. And then, man, the ending just hits you like a sack of bricks. And you, uh, I, I, I'm getting like goosebumps just talking about it right now. I actually need to rewatch that one. But I'm gonna watch that tonight. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I just wrote it down. And it's interesting. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know a lot about French film, but I feel like the masters of the horror genre are the Japanese. I mean, the Japanese like cranked out so many incredible, incredible horror experiences that then we remade and, and kind of Hollywooded up. Um, but it's interesting that such a good horror movie would come out of the French film scene. I mean, I know some French French films, and they're definitely not horror. I mean, they're like you know intense and and kind of uh, heavy. But this is the first I've heard of a French horror film, actually. Yeah, I I can't recommend that one enough. So anybody nice. out there, high tension, go find it. I don't know if it's even on any streaming sites, yeah. but I'm sure you can find it on the old interwebs. Everything's there. Everything is legally, there. of course. Legally, and that and like now that we've been sort of like talking about it, I feel like so many more are coming to mind, especially from Japan. I mean, the Japanese originally made. The Grudge, uh, The Ring. Yeah, it was just yeah, uh, the, the original Ring. The original Ring was amazing. I mean, the original Grudge was incredible too. And I think like yeah. not having that sort of international context as whatever early teenager when those movies first came out. Like I, you know, I was I was always like, wow, those movies are really scary. Whoever sort of like thought of them is, you know, they must be very good at what they do. But it, the initials initial ideas came from Japan, and that's like 
And if you go back and watch those Japanese movies, it's amazing what they were able to convey in, in different ways. You know what I dislike? What's that? When people, because I'm thinking about the grunge. Yeah. When humans move in ways they're not supposed oh to move. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. That so creeps creepy. me out so much. It's so creepy. Ugh. There's never a shortage of just weird bones cracking and popping Ugh, when it happens, yeah. too. Yeah. Just the, yeah, when, when movins, when movins. When movins, when movins <laughs> human around. <laughs> Yeah, when humans move in a really unnatural way, it's super disturbing. I actually just thought of a of a movie. It's called Pontypool. Have you guys heard of this? <gasps> I've, so, no. I've seen Pontypool. It's good. Isn't it great? Eh. Five out of ten. Okay. Well, I'm going to cut this out because <laughs> this is really anticlimactic now. One of the things that actually interests me about horror movies and that really makes me want to watch them is is when you stop to think that someone thought of this. You know what I mean? Like when you're watching a really, really gory scene like uh, what was that movie? Hostel? You remember that? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah How did like, you forget? Yeah. Like, when you watch that movie, you're like, wow, this is really messed up. Haha, ha, Good thing it's a movie. And then you're like, oh, wait. Somebody thought of this movie. Somebody wrote it. Somebody, like, planned out all the scenes and, and everything that happens. Even the Saw movies, right? Like, like somebody went through the process of thinking out exactly how these things will go. So, it's like, it feels safe to be like, oh, man, nobody's this messed up in real life. But, like, no. Somebody is because they wrote it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, and I think there's a lot of really cool sort of indie horror movies that are coming out. I know Eli Roth is really interested in in or I mean, he's like kind of established in the horror genre. I think he I think he like wrote and directed a, at least a handful that are He was part of the Hostel series. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he actually like co-wrote it, didn't he? Or or something like that. that. Was, he was involved yeah, that in was, its production. Yeah. And I feel like I mean, Hostel was sort of like a somewhat bigger success, but I think there's a lot of sort of like cult following for these like smaller, more kitschy uh, horror movies, which is really cool. Yeah, man. Scary movies. They're fun. They're the best. They really are. So yeah, folks, those are our favorite horror movies. What are yours? Tell us. Find us on Twitter, Ombra underscore gaming. Let us know what your favorite uh, horror movies are. So let's keep it going. Let's make the jump over to gaming. That's what we're here for. What are your favorite horror games and uh some of your scariest moments to kind of branch out a little bit from some of like the newer ps4 games or everything like that like until dawn is probably my favorite um horror game that i played but kind of going back to when i was younger resident evil 3 nemesis great game. i remember <laughs> some of the scariest moments i've ever had playing a video game is playing that with the lights off and that stupid nemesis just jumping out of anything and everything oh, yeah. scaring the ever-living shit out of me like i, I can't I, how old is i would play that i had to be like nine or ten it was a long time ago so I'm just a scared little kid playing this game. And it gave you the options, too. It's like, you can fight the nemesis or you can run away. And yeah. at first you have just like a pistol. So you're like, I can't. What am I going to do? So you run away for most of the time. Plus, there was really good, uh, there was really good character design on the nemesis. Yeah. He was terrifying. Because in uh, Resident Evil 2, I played Resident Evil 2 a ton. I played through as Leon and Claire. I think I played through twice as Leon, once as Claire. Yeah, and I absolutely love that because that was the king of the jump scare, and it also had such a great sense of, sense of tension too. Because that was back in the day where you couldn't just save whatever you wanted to; you had to get the little the the ink ribbons yeah. and save at the typewriters. And put it in the typewriter, yeah, yeah. So that added to the, like the tension where you could be wicked far, you could just kill a bunch of people. And you're like, man, I gotta get to a typewriter. Then you realize the closest one is like eight rooms back, so right. you gotta run all the way back. But those games always had, gave me good jump scares, like when the giant alligator came out of the sewer. That was always fun. And um, those little, the, the red, I, we always call them lickers. I don't know 
what anybody else would have called them. They were just like the red the red dudes who crawled on all fours, could climb on the ceiling oh, and the walls, yeah, yeah, and had yeah. the giant tongues, yeah. hence the name Licker. That's accurate. So those things were pretty terrifying. And then if you remember when you completed it as one of them and then took over your save file as the other character, the storyline was different. The um, the enemy was different, and so when you would pick up with your second go around with a different character, you were facing this just giant dude who gets shuttled wherever you're at in like a rocket. He just gets shot out by one of the umbrella helicopters, and he just starts stalking around wherever you are on the map, and he's just the villain for the whole time. And I remember that was pretty terrifying the first time I saw him because, again, you see him at the beginning of the game. You're like, what am I supposed to do? I have a little pistol yeah. with six bullets. Yeah, yeah. So that was always fun. I will uh, I'll take the second one because my favorite game is the one that came after that. Resident Evil 4 for the GameCube. Resident Evil 4, Game of the Year, 2004. Never forget. That was, I'm sorry, 2005, not 2004. For me, that was like what defined horror in gaming because I think it was actually like the first like purely... I mean, it was like sort of horror action, but it was the first game that I played as a youngin that had like a really heavy horror influence. Um, and I think it did it so, so well. I mean, it actually like, it's one of the more influential horror games of the early 2000s. And I think it actually like changed what horror has become. I think it sort of changes the direction that horror has taken. So fairly similar premise to, the, to most of the other Resident Evil games. You know, you play as Leon and you actually have to go save the president's daughter who um, was abducted by essentially a a religious cult and those religious cultists are sort of controlled slash fueled by this parasite that's like inside of them called the plagas i always really like the characters they use in this game one of the main villains slash like the main villain his name is salazar and he's like this little napoleon kind of guy and by that i mean he's like four feet tall he wears a tri-point hat he wears like a naval suit sort of um and he has like a really tiny squeaky voice with a goofy accent he was like a really eccentric character and I think he did a really good job at making the player hate him and like actually want to figure out why he's doing what he's doing. They had some really interesting villains whose whose names I totally forget, but one of the scariest moments there's this one guy who he wears a very long trench coat. Um, he's bald and he has a very long beard and in one level you're playing him in essentially a burning barn and he's like three times your size as it is and then after about halfway through the through the fight he takes his trench coat off and he sort of extends himself and so his torso is at the top of the barn and he has essentially a centipede torso yeah yeah he has like 12 little appendages on either side of his body and so after that happened you know he sort of extends his torso and he's this like creepy centipede you actually have to shoot the middle of the centipede which makes his body cut in half and then he spends the rest of the level swinging around the rafters like monkey bars and you have to shoot him down yeah i think it you know from it really emphasized sort of like precision aiming and reflexes which i think was sort of new to the genre you know if you look at the other resident evil games before it most of them you know had like that like off angle third person view where you kind of had to know the direction you were going and the direction of the action in order to proceed whereas this one it was all third person but it was straight ahead third person and it really really made you hone in on your precision aiming and your reflexes because there was there were some things you know they would have um sort of like timed events like sequenced events that you had to take an action before something would happen like a, a boulder coming to crash you know coming to flatten you or a car coming down a road coming to, to run you over. But it, it was really intricate for a game that came out so early in the 2000s. I mean, if you shot enemies in their legs, they would fall to a knee and you could go up and like 
kick them in the head for like a kill or stab them or all these different things. Um, I remember there's this one level that was probably the scariest gaming experience I've had to date where you were in this, I think like a hospital or some kind of like lab already creepy, already really, really creepy. And there was these like characters that they had like bloated stomachs and they were gray and they didn't have really a definable face. And they made this moaning sound and they, they didn't even walk. They just kind of like wobbled towards you. And the only way to kill these things, they, they regenerated all of their body parts that you shot. So you would shoot them with a sniper rifle. You could blow them up with a, a rocket launcher or a grenade or a pistol or what have you. And they would just grow back the parts of their bodies that you shot off or exploded. So the only way to shoot them was to equip a thermal scope on your sniper rifle, look at them through the thermal scope, and find where the parasites inside of their bodies were sort of living. And you had to shoot the parasites. And each of them had about, I don't know, like three or four. And they walked really slow. Like they approached you very slowly. And so that like added to the tension. Like they weren't rushing you. It wasn't intense. It was just, it was so creepy the way they they built tension in this like ridiculous character with a really unique way. It was like, a, it was a puzzle, right? Um, but they did it really tastefully. So yeah, I mean, that like that for me like defines the horror genre. They changed so much. Of like again the direction that horror went which i think is is really really awesome beyond that i think the dialogue was actually really bad like leon has like leon has all these shitty lines there's a lot of like the tough guy like i don't think so kind of responses to like to statements so it's like come on who did the writing but other than that i mean it's a it's a wonderful game i actually bought it on the ps4 about a month ago and i've been playing it sort of slowly but um, it's really fun to get back into it my only issue and this is like a totally valid game mechanic you can't run you can't move and, and shoot at the same time. Matt, what about you? What's your uh, What are some of your favorite scary games? All right. I've got two. Let's hear it. And for both of them, I just have scenes that are were like the scariest moments for me. Cool. That I can remember like playing through. Yeah. Um. So Bioshock. First of all, the opening scene. You like crash land. I think you're in an airplane. So are we talking the original Bioshock? I'm talking the original Bioshock. Cool. Cool. And you're in the water and you're swimming through like the fiery remains of your vessel and you get to this like lighthouse structure and you go inside, and you walk down the stairs, you get on this like submarine. It's like one person submarine and there's like the old timey music playing. Which is creepy in and of itself. Yes, which is and Fallout I think uses it. Yep. It's also for creepy purposes. And I think while you're walking down you see the banner that says no gods or kings, only man. And it's just like, oh, you're, I don't know. It's sort of like awe-inspiring at that point. Yeah. And you get in that vessel and you go down and you're hearing Ryan, who's the whatever guy that built this under underwater city, give you this whole treatise on why he built it and why, you know, the current governments of the world suck and that's why we need this city. And you're not scared at this point you're like whoa and you go down and as soon as he says rapture you see the entire like underwater city before you and all the buildings and it's like super impressive and the billboards and then you get into the like the um receiving area for the capsule or the submarine and you get up in it and it's just like completely dark in this room that you're in and you just hear this man like pleading for his life and you hear this like gross noises of this thing that's like stalking him and he dies and you're like stuck in the submarine and this thing says is it someone new and you just it jumps on top of the submarine and starts like bashing at it and you're just stuck in this little oh, room and Damn. you yeah you like 
can barely move and you're like holy shit i'm gonna die and the music they they use uh strings yeah. really well yeah you know the creepy like high pitch yeah just like constant string they use that really well um and then you know you hear the, the guy's voice from the radio and the door opens up and so now you're like holy shit do i walk outside yeah and like immediately die so it is very scary it's very good there's another scene in that game where you walk around a corner and you see the shadow on a wall of a baby carriage and a woman and the woman is just singing a lullaby to the baby carriage that's terrifying to me yeah yeah i'm not into that at all lullabies in like horror movies are like very i mean kids are creepy in real life oh man the high-pitched voices and they're you know always the ones getting possessed that's they are they get possessed can kids stop getting possessed please they just believe things really easily um so bioshock's my first one the second one is dead space oh okay yeah i never finished the game because of the first scene (laughs) i got so scared (laughs) yeah the uh you're in right you get to the station or the ship and you're the engineer and you're all geared up to like help everyone on this on this i forget if it's a station or a ship and i hope nobody corrects me in the comments it'll be annoying if they do (laughs) but also (laughs) correct him tell tell us where we fuck up guys and you you so you go in the room and you're and you're all alone and you're you see two people behind the wall um and you go up to this panel and you're like operating it trying to fix everything and then it just goes quarantine alert and all the <laughs> lights go out this like yellow flashing light or like siren light is spinning so you can only see like a certain yeah, area yeah. as the light is spinning um and the two people in there are like there's something in the room and then you finally see it when the light goes on it and it's this like horrible flesh monster Ooh. thing they like shoot at it a bunch and then it like hops into the ceiling then they are like it's in the room and the door opens behind you and they're like, run. And so you like start running out of the room and you're an engineer. You don't have any weapons right. or anything. Right. You see the creature like behind you. Its shadow is behind you. You are just running and you absolutely 100% know it's right behind you. And it's just horrifying because you feel powerless. And the only thing you can do is run. Um, so you're like running, running, running. You get down to an elevator. You hit the button. The door is closed. It screeches and like the music fades and you think like you can breathe and then it just blasts the door open and it screeches again and it starts coming in the elevator and the doors just slam shut and it like breaks into a bunch of fleshy pieces and the scene is like over and I was done. I'm not into that Done at with all. the game. Yep, done with the game. Yeah. Never played it. When when was this? When did you pick it up for the first time? I, uh, whenever it came out. Jeez. I bought it like fairly recently after it came out. Yeah, yeah I was so scared. Because, you know, with the headphones and yeah. then you turn the lights off. It can be a really immersive like, experience for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the cool. I think that's the coolest thing about horror games is that they intrinsically up the level of immersion, which is why we're scared of them. I also wanted to, since you guys got two, I'm just going to mention an honorable mention. I want to throw in Crawl, amazing game. It came out on Steam, I think, like maybe two years ago, um, and it's out on. I, I recently rebought it on PS4. It's a dungeon crawler. It's in like 16-bit sort of graphics. It's not like scary, scary, but it has like a scary theme. 
basically the way you play it you play it you're in this dungeon and only one champion sort of can escape and in order to escape you need to activate this portal and beat this boss and so you play as the you, you play as like that champion but then when you die you become a spirit and when you're a spirit you can activate monsters and you can actually like inhabit inanimate objects around the room to kill the champion and take their spot so only one person can get out um, and if you're not that person that's trying to get out you have to try to kill that person to become that person and then get out really really fun one of those games you can just kind of pick up whenever and have have a lot of fun with. All right, so you have heard all of our horror movie favorites. Hopefully, there's some out there that you haven't seen that you want to go check out. High tension, hint, hint. But feel free to, you know, let us know in the comments. Reach out to us on Twitter about some of your favorites. I think this has been a fantastic Halloween podcast. Halloween special, guys. First one in the books. Feels good. As your reigning world jack-o'-lantern jester champion i bid you all a fine farewell and a happy halloween